Hello and welcome to the Eclectic Coach Podcast. I'm Candice and in this show I'm going to be covering some of my favorite topics related to spirituality, metaphysics, and shamanistic tools that you can actually use and apply to your own journey to make your life more interesting, to make it more fun, to have a more powerful impact on the world. We're also going to be covering broader topics related to technology, infrastructure, construction, and manufacturing, and talking about how we're going to bring together the masculine and feminine energies and balance them on the planet so we can create a whole new world of possibility for everyone. If you're interested in personal coaching, visit me at eclecticcoach.com or YouTube or Patreon. And if you're interested in being a guest, I would also love to hear from you. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Okay, so in this brief episode, which I say it will be brief, and then 30, 40 minutes later on the last one, I go on and on and on. But I think it will be a shorter one. I want to talk about some of the insights and thoughts I have in relation to plant medicine. And by the specific plant medicines I'm referring to, I'm referring to um, MDMA, um, which is found in the saffron trees um, in the jungles of Cambodia. And I'm talking about ayahuasca, which is found all throughout the South American jungles and um, up through Mexico. Um, And I'm talking about psilocybin. There's a lot of different plant medicines. And actually what I'm learning too is that even within the various tribes and places, there's medicines. Um, I have some thoughts about this. Number one, I just want to say it's very important that you uh, show respect for the medicine. One of the things that can happen is that you can like literally have a break with reality. Um, And I want to kind of talk a little bit about why. I was prompted to make this all of a sudden because I was just sitting here and thinking and listening to this, um, this talk on YouTube about uh, using MDMA and couples counseling and couples therapy. And I read this person's comment. Now, I just wanna say something else. It's probably not a good idea for me to be reading comments. Or if I do, do it very consciously, very selectively. Because I sometimes go into these weird moods and I go into these rabbit holes and start learning about things. I got to be careful about the NITI loop. I um, I think in one of my personality podcasts, I was going on and on, but I was pushing myself really hard. I feel like I'm digressing right now. I was pushing myself really hard and um, I was calling it the loop between the second and the third function is the first and third function anyway I will have to go back and correct that Um, this person I digress (laughs) Um, but this person was writing in the comment section which is a place that I don't know if it's a good idea to go to because people can leave some really weird comments and it's just kind of I don't know it's just like negativity I don't need to read and sometimes I just get curious and it, it's, if you're one of those people who leave a lot of negative comments, 
it's just like you're not probably not somebody I would want to ever know anyway like why am I reading this but this wasn't a negative comment it was just a person's perspective and I won't um, put them on blast because I don't do that I only have a rule with comments we're going in a completely different subject but my rule with comments is I only say nice things if I don't like it and I genuinely don't like it I might give it a thumbs down maybe um, but I or mostly not but I always try to like and if to say thank you and then I always only say nice things that's my personal rule with social media anyway MDMA I'm listening to this topic about these various plant medicines um, and how they are affecting people and um, and how this works in couples therapy and creating this bubble and this deep sense of connection um, because MDMA is the um, primary ingredient, the psychoactive ingredient in Molly so, or ecstasy. So there are many therapeutic uses and I actually was talking to somebody recently, um, a physician, and she was saying, yeah, it's one of the next to be out because the research is just indisputable because it allows people to reflect on their relationships and their emotions in a completely different way. It, these chemical com compounds affect our brain in such an interesting way. And actually that's why so many of the patents for these um, natural medicines were like bought up so that people weren't able to do it and mass produce it. And um, I think it's called The Spirit Molecule on Netflix, which is really good. And it goes into a deeper dive of that. It focuses more on cannabis. Um, I'll maybe make another video about, about that. <laughs> um, I've got a lot to say about that. Um, but as it relates to MDMA, couples feel this deep sense of like connection, this ability to communicate. Um, and if it's administered and it will be administered by a doctor um, and you will work through like a therapeutic session people are able to like heal and reconnect and um, not become defensive but also also be emotionally aware of the other and allows things to surface um, in an in different kind of way and she's talking about how it creates like this sort of bubble um, that the couple is in and we got to do something you know because so many of us have so much relationship trauma and our relationship has such a huge effect over every area of our lives more to come on that one um, but this guy wrote anyway um, in this comment he wrote um, and he wrote extensively about his experience, but he's saying um, that because he went on to talk about how the person that he had this amazing ecstatic experience ended up backstabbing him. And he said um, that the sad reality is that life will never be as good as MDMA because ecstasy is a drug that makes you love. But it's an illusion because life is ugly and cold without much love, except love for thyself. 
I would assume if heaven exists, it must be something like MDMA. I believe that our brain acts as a sort of filter because we are essentially processing billions of bits of information all the time. Just think of wherever you are right now, you can only be aware of so many things, yet like what you're standing or sitting on, where you are, what the air feels like, the temperature, um, what you see around you immediately, but there's still so much and you can shift your attention to different pieces of stimuli based on what you're primed to do. Um, more on how that actually affects free will or a concept of free will in the future, but we're processing all these different things and billions and billions of bits and pieces of information. And we're also, I believe, in a multiverse. So I think that as we practice different emotions and as we get triggered in different ways, and as we, because we have such a wide variety of stimuli and material and things to watch and things to listen to and things to go do that we never had before in our prehistoric history that allow us to just zap into these psychological emotional states and watch other people's art and have them literally not just share thoughts or words, but literally a, a whole visceral experience. And so I think that as we are doing this and as we are moving ourselves up and down and up and down this vibrational thing and going down these different rabbit holes and especially with people staying at home more and, um, but even people going out, like you're dialing into different types of information. I think that we're also dialing in possibly to being in different timelines. I know that might sound nuts, but reality and the very nature of reality is so much more complex <laughs> than we're even capable of thinking. And so when you think about it like that, these, these psychedelics, I learned in a cognitive psych class at CU where I went to college, um, a, he, he decided to talk about um, drugs and how they affect the brain and what we learned is that they take off the filter of the brain and unlike alcohol which suppresses suppresses what you're able to receive and that's why people will like black out taking various types of psychedelics allows people to take off the filter and see a range of different energies and um, even dimensions and various like rooms of reality that you otherwise wouldn't have. Um, you can also get, and I wanna speak about this as well, you can also get psychedelic induced psychosis if you do it too much. And I think I have this metaphor when I think about using psychedelics and using the types of medicines is that okay, there are periods of our life where we use things kind of recreationally and it's a fun thing with our friends and that's not always bad, right? But like when you start like really using it for self-growth and self-improvement and what I believe it's for, which is like a sort of psychological, <clears throat> excuse me, um, medicine for the soul. Like it's a 
It's, and these are psychotechnologies. So these are actual tools and medicines. Um, it can be expre expressed in kind of different ways that have been used for, for so, so long to tap into these other realities. And that when we experience that love and that light and that euphoria, it's not fake. That's the real reality. I think it was Jesus who said, God is love. And there isn't like an addendum clause next to that. God is love. That's it. Like, what does that leave out? And in The Course in Miracles, um, it's the whole thing is basically only love is real. And fear is an illusion. And the world around us seems so solid, so real. But really, no, it isn't. It, everything is energy. This is not woo-woo weirdness. This is verifiable, like, this is fact. This is observable, scientific. We, we can see this. The Hydron Super Collider, um, the fact that you can hear me now um, because sound is going through your ears and vibrating in these little hairs in your ears and being processed in your brain. You know, everything is energy. We know that. Okay, and only love is real. And so when you experience these huge states of euphoria and excitement and happiness, that's not fake. That's the reality of who you are. But it, it's going to take effort, you know, because we chose to participate in this contrasting reality. I think um, we are literally creating consciousness on the other side. I'm going to have to make a whole nother video about that or not video, but podcast. Um, I might start making videos soon, but I'm liking this a lot more right now. I feel like I can communicate and express myself and I'm so much less self-conscious this way. And it's a step to put myself out there. Um, I kind of go in fits and starts anyway. I digress. My point is, is that these meditation or medic medicines these plant medicines are showing us real reality then we've got to take that love and that light that we experience that is just so freely given to us in these psychological states and then we've got to integrate it into the living of our everyday life and that's how we keep it alive that's how we keep it going now you know when we've been hurt and betrayed my heart goes out to the guy like because that when you experience something so deep and intense with somebody and then they hurt you the fall from that can be quite difficult so I get that but at the same time like everything happens for your growth for your a deeper understanding of um, people and it gives us a deeper compassion when we meet other people who go through that and then we help them through it and I think that that's what it's all about is that we go through our own experiences of pain and loss and that gives us compassion and allows us to connect with other people not that our our wounds are the only place where we can bond but it's one of the blessings of connection and community um, is that our pain sometimes initiates us into a greater purpose in life, or at least it has the potential to. Um, 
Okay, I'm back. I had to go get some water. But the real reality is that only love is real. And the negativity that we experience in this life, all of it, all of it stems from fear on some level. And fear is ultimately not real. And it's just a part of the simulation. And you can change your frequency and change where you are on this grid. But I think that where we are feeling and experiencing um, on a regular basis, we tend to experience, like what I'm trying to say is we tend to experience like the same like range of emotions and experiences as a result of that because we kind of stay within a certain set point or a certain range. And so um, psychedelics and plant medicines and things like this can really help us get different perspectives on how we're showing up to life. They can help us express things. They can help us learn. But then we got to go and we've got to like live the love that we learn. And that is the real part. Um, because ultimately what I've noticed is that we want all these grand things. And yes, we may get um, inspiration for things to create and guidance and all that. But when it comes to like our relationships um, and how we connect with one another, the messages kind of just seem very simple. Love yourself, respect yourself, be kind, love other people, show them respect. Everybody's on their own path. Everybody's on their own journey. Yes, you affect people. They affect you. Be accountable. Hold others accountable. Just like basic common common sense. And they show us how and where we're doing that in a great way and how and where we're doing that in a non-so-productive way. And I am super excited about the use of these medications, or I keep wanting to call them medications. <laughs> I guess that's my kind of cultural conditioning. Because they, they're medicines. They're plant medicines, and they'll help you heal. And, but I want to say, these are not for everybody. These are not for everybody all the time. These are not even, I don't even think that they should be used like regularly that's just my personal opinion but then who knows like I might start doing microdosing or something I don't think so but um, all I'm saying is I think that we need to be careful about trying to do some sort of spiritual bypass through them because the metaphor that I like to use and I think I was about to say it earlier but I kind of lost my train of thought is that these medicines are kind of like being in the attic or on a balcony or something of a beautiful palace. And they help you, yeah, I, I used to say attic, but I like balcony of a beautiful palace much, much better. Um, but it allows you to get out in the atmosphere of what reality really is, which is that unconditional, expansive, I am you, you are me, we are all one with the universe, I am everything and nothing all at the same time, because that is a thing, but it also helps you look down at your path in life, 
and where you are and what you're learning and what you are working through and the terrain of the area around you and the other travelers on your path and what you guys are talking about and thinking about and doing. It helps you like look from a higher perspective, a clearer awareness. And then you need to take that information, understand that there's an integration process. And I do pre and post plant medicine integration coaching. If you're interested, you can check out my website, eclecticcoach.com to help you live what you learn. Um, Cause this is so important because you got to take what you learn and then you got to go and you get got to get about being on your path in this life and you can do it in a more aware way because you've been able to see it from this higher perspective and you can do it in a more present way because you know that ultimately you're safe and everything's going to be okay but if you turn around and you're like hmm let's check out this palace instead of doing what you're supposed to be doing which is walking this path on earth that you chose to do and you go exploring the palace, you're gonna see some interesting things, but it's also likely that you get lost there. And you're gonna also see some really messed up weird things that don't make sense. And you're gonna be entering um, other dimensions of time and space and reality that you may not uh, know how to work with. And I think that that is ultimately what happens when people overdo it with the medicines and they use them too much, and um, then for a while, they're like slipping in and out of different rooms. And if you already have a propensity or an ability, and you're highly psychic, and I know lots of people like this, we can already enter these dimensions using our breath, using um, different types of meditation techniques. And many of us, you know, we've worked with our abilities and so we can kind of navigate when we're reasonably sober and kind of come back. But if we start amplifying and going deeper into the mansion or into the palace um, with the use of all these psychedelics, uh, you can have some negative consequences and maybe you don't find your way out onto your path again. Or you're so disoriented when you finally get to your path. It's just like, ah, oh, where am I? What's going on? Who are you people? <laughs> and it can take a while and you got to walk away from the mansion for a while. All of the psychedelic exploration things, you got you to gotta get further down. And that takes time. And it's sometimes a very uncomfortable journey until you're far enough away that you can't even see it in the distance anymore. And you're able to kind of process and compartmentalize. So anyway, that's my palace uh, metaphor. And we came here to walk this path. So don't don't be going and getting lost in, in different dimensions. Oh, what else did I want to say about that? Oh, yeah. Um, it's kind of not cool you, to be bouncing in and out of other dimensions uh, disrespectfully of the other beings that exist in those realities. Now, if you've ever had uh, what you thought was a haunting or a just a weird, weird experience, sometimes what's happening 
is that different beings are entering our dimension. And that's not always very comfortable for us. It can be really spooky. Well, vice versa. Sometimes we're in and out of their place. And we're kicking our feet around and we're stomping on things and we're being irreverent and disrespectful because we don't even know that we're there or doing anything. I've been listening a lot to these different shaman videos and learning all these different techniques and going to retreats and things like that and practicing this stuff. And one of the things that they say is that everything is alive. And just to have a deeper respect and sense of connection to everything. I had a meaning of life dream. And maybe I'll save that. I'll save that for another um, podcast. But I just want to say that these medicines, and I'll do more on this, but these medicines offer us a window into ultimate reality. And a way of understanding ultimate reality. And they're wonderful and they're great and they should be explored. And I think that they also need to be very much respected too. And I wasn't going to go into a lecture about that, but more of just an exploration of what I'm learning about them. And maybe I'll go into some trip reports or something like that in the future. But just those are my thoughts on some of these plant medicines. I hope you found some of them useful. And I will talk to you in the next one. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Eclectic Coach. I'm Candice. If you need any personal coaching, visit my site, eclecticcoach.com. That's where I have my services, products, and events. I would be honored to work with you on your journey. And if you need any notes relevant to today's topic, check the show notes. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to leave it a great review. That really helps the show quite a bit, and I really appreciate it. And consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that might find it relevant. I wish you all the joy, happiness, and well-being on your journey. Until next time, see you soon.